Welcome to One Dive at a Time, the official podcast of Neptune Warrior, healing heroes one dive at a time. Hey, this is Rob with Neptune Warrior, where our mission is healing heroes one dive at a time. Hey, I thank you so much for downloading this podcast. If you would, please make sure that you're subscribing. Please make sure that you're giving us five stars. When you do that, you actually make us more accessible to people who might need to hear uh, this message. So we really, really do appreciate that. Hey, in this episode, I sat down with Deputy Matt, who is one of our our, our one of our most fanatical divers. Now, Matt loves to dive with a lot of vintage gear. He brings a lot to the program. He does a ton of stuff for us with the Sweat Equity Projects. As a matter of fact, we wouldn't have a pool standing up right now, or actually this last summer, we would not have had a pool standing up where we could have done a ton of breathe sessions and helping out veterans and first responders if it wasn't for the hard work that Matt put in last year. But I wanna go ahead and jump into this interview with Matt. I think you're gonna find it very informative. Matt totally gets it. He gets how we use the metaphor of diving or the metaphors within diving and using that as a, as a, as a way that we can relate back to the real world. So let me go ahead and jump into that interview with Matt. Hey, I've got Matt back in here today. Matt is one of our more accomplished divers. He's one of our newer divers, but, uh, but highly accomplished. It comes from a really interesting background that ties so well, uh, obviously into our military, but he's also a first responder. So we'll be calling him Deputy Matt, not giving away his agency or his last name or anything like that. But Matt has got quite, quite the story of before he came to us and then just how he's been able to really live in the Neptune community and, and embrace the, the tribe that, that we have. So Matt, welcome. Thank you. And Matt actually, Matt was actually a fluke that came to us. <laughs> so, so you know, he he actually he actually, and I'll let him tell the story. But but he actually came to Neptune out of a raffle after kind of seeking something like this. And uh, along with that comes his story of of working down in South America and all like that. So Matt, welcome. I'll actually let you. I'll let you start out telling us how you came to Neptune, Neptune. and then I want to talk very quickly about uh, really the background and what yeah. it's like coming back into the real, real world after being uh, living down in South America and all like that. So Yeah. Um, so the office that I'm with had a uh, – every year they do a, um Officer Appreciation Association fundraiser. And uh, the officers actually donate items themselves, make items, do different things, and then donate them to uh, this organization. And then it um, goes to an auction. And then from the auction, um, all the proceeds and everything come back to the deputies again. So it's kind of an odd self-funded thing that we do, but right. really fun, something that we just enjoy doing every year. Um, so in that event, I had made a um, couple different items but didn't bid on anything, didn't do anything, and was just really enjoying the event, but didn't didn't bid on any of the items. And we had some out-of-state people there, and uh, one of them won a firearm that had been donated, and um, connected with that was a certificate, 
for introduction to scuba diving. And the guy, of course, being out of state, wasn't going to be using Wasn't going to use it, no. So he had turned it over to my captain, and my um, captain gave it to my sergeant. And my sergeant had, uh, you know, some family members that were in scuba diving and take scuba trips. And um, I walked by by her desk and um, said, oh, that's cool. That's the one thing that I wanted when I saw that certificate sitting on the corner of her desk. And said, here, it's yours. And so I was super excited to pick up that, you know, piece of paper and didn't know at the time um, where that was going to lead and where that was going to go and the adventure it was going to kick off. But I remember the next morning um, I called Rob and said, hey, I got this sheet. I have this thing. I would love to connect with you and interested in uh, going on this, you know, doing this introductory dive. And so I think it was the next Sunday. He said, hey, why don't you come out? And yeah, yeah, yeah we got you in the water. And, we actually yeah. got you in the water pretty quick. And that's yeah. when we're still diving over at the Y. And right. So you got the shallow water experience as well as the deep water experience. First day I got both. Yeah. yeah. First day we started with basically like a breathe kind of thing. Just a very basic introductory, very simple with the gear and everything. Went from that and then actually progressed into more and more and more. And then actually got into, uh, yeah, it was just an awesome, awesome day. And it was just uh, hooked from the start. It, and then you found out it wasn't just a introduction to scuba. It was actually the full. <laughs> that was the crazy the part. Is it the, at the, I think it was the end of the day or whatever it was. I don't remember. Um, talking to you about it and said, hey, that was cool. You know, what does this look like from here? And you said, hey, I've put up four of these and no one has ever actually called me back and responded. This isn't just an introductory. This is actually your basic scuba lessons. The, the full scuba lessons. Yep. We we kind of maintained the right, the first right of refusal on that. Right. Because if the, you know, if the person that comes out that has won them, it's like, hey, really glad that you enjoyed the intro. We know this other dive shop that you can go to. You we liked, so it's like, all right, hey, you know, this is, yeah, we'll let you stick around a little bit. So you came to us, obviously, from the first responder mm-hmm. background, but you had kind of an interesting background before you became a first responder that mirrors a lot of what it's like for a veteran yeah. to be reintroduced back into uh, a, non, a non-military community. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so my wife and I were actually missionaries, of all things, down in South America. Um, I primarily built water systems. And um, awesome experience, great experience with the family. We are down there three, four years uh, in South America. And um, experienced some of what, you know, I'm talking to other military people. I'm not military myself, but talking to other military people, what it does to you living overseas and how it affects you and that identity and belonging and so many different things that transition, you know, life moves on while well, you're still there and you right. come back into a whole different environment, a whole different thing. And there's new roads, um, there's new people, <laughs> new everything. Those relationships yeah. that meant so much are now different. Right. And your friends have new friends and you know, there's just, just such a different dynamic to everything when you come back. Um, and you know, that leads unfortunately to some, some positive things, but some negative things as well that, that go with that. Um, I've talked with Rob before, and, you know, surprisingly, a lot of missionaries, when they come back from being overseas, uh, have a lot of depression, and actually suicide is something that's fairly common, that uh, missionaries, you know, coming back to the U.S. experience and struggle with and go through just because of that cultural change, that identity change, identity crisis, and so many different factors that, um, that affect them. It's interesting because you can be very much in charge of things and have, have a high level of responsibility. Mm -hmm. And then the day you come back, it's, you know, you're not fit to make a cup of coffee right. in, in some cases. I, the way I always explain it to people who, who don't understand what that transition is like is that imagine that you wake up one day and where you go grocery shopping, where your kid goes to school, uh, where you might go for social interaction or church, 
It's just, it's gone. Gone. And you're in a totally different place. Mm -hmm. And there wasn't really a transition into that. Right. Is that kind of what you guys were feeling? Absolutely. You know, and and what was um, helpful in some ways, but hard in some ways, we came back to the town that we had left from. And not originally our hometown. Actually, we did a lot of moving around before that. But my family got together and said, where do we want to go when we come back to the U.S.? And they chose here. And um, that kind of made it hard in some ways. Our, our kids expected to have the same relationships and the same thing. And, you know, we had sold the house and got rid of the things. And so you walk back into what you imagine to be what you left. And it doesn't look... It's not that at all. all yeah. the same. The schools were different. The friends were different. The house was different. The places were different. The cars were different. Um, you know, and even those things that you would expect that would be just the same aren't. So coming into Neptune, you found pretty quickly it wasn't just a dive organization that... It was about the healing aspect, you yeah. know, using diving. So do you mind if I back up a little bit and yeah. where that comes from, actually? So along with what we've been talking about with the missionaries and the people and, you know, anybody living overseas, you know, probably identifies a little bit um, with some of the struggles. My wife actually coming back to the U.S. had a, a lot of struggles. She had been a very successful businesswoman before we left, walked away from her career and everything with that to go. Um, she actually worked with an orphanage a lot of the time while she was overseas. And then she helped with doing a lot of HR work with the organization that I was with. Um, and then came back and didn't have that same identity, didn't have that same purpose, didn't have that same um, person that she was and really suffered a lot from depression and started to really um, work into her life. And, you know, the lifestyle changes of me being in law enforcement does a lot of things to family and family dynamics and kind of unexpectedly it ended up in her making a suicide attempt i was out of town kids were out of town and i you know she said i didn't even really you know plan it or things it just kind of what happened and so that put us into a whole different um, tell me tell me a little more about that day when you found out man that was a that was a rough day um so I had, I had been actually on a, on a motorcycle ride up to the mountains, just taking a day of mental rest and break. That's what I used to do a lot before <laughs> Neptune. Just go ride my motorcycle and I was up in the mountains doing some camping. And um, I got back to where I had, uh, got low enough to where I had cell service and um, started getting all these texts. And they were just, you know, from my pastor, call me now, my lieutenant, call me now, dispatch, call us now. And then my wife, um, this text that said, I'm sorry, I love you so much. Please forgive me. And I, you know, what do you put together you know, oh, yeah. in your, in your mind? Right. And that I was just, I was in shock. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to think. I remember picking up my phone and trying to dial 911 and couldn't do it. I tried to call another friend that's in law enforcement, couldn't do it. And as I'm just in shock, um, I look up in, in, a um, Elmore County, um, sheriff's officer was driving by and um i remember running towards the vehicle and he pulled off to the side of the road and i ran up to him and said i'm you know deputy so-and-so and and, you know i have a firearm on me somewhere i don't know (laughs) and um he realized quickly you know what was going on and i'm sorry actually i didn't say my name um i ran up to him and said hey you know i'm I'm, I'm off-duty yes i'm I'm an off-duty deputy and he put it together and said, are you Deputy Matt so-and-so? And at that point, um, 
I knew things were bad. Right. I knew things were really bad because he, you know, was obviously out looking for me, knew my name. Right. And I, I remember uh, that was early on. That was a story that you and I bonded over because yeah. I'd had a similar experience. Yeah. Uh, with that. Yeah. So um, at that point, you know, there's that unknown. You know, I, I he ended up talking to my dispatch, and they didn't know the status of my wife exactly. And um, you know, talked to his dispatch, and you know, at this point, I think there's five or six agencies out looking for me, and no one really knows exactly what the details are and what's going on. Right. And, Ended up getting back to town and um, had awesome support from my department. They met me at the hospital and just took care of me, went and got my kids, and the support was incredible that I received from my department. Um, it, but I didn't know initially what the status of my wife, so I it, got into town and found out she yeah. actually was at the hospital. It's um, a lonely, empty feeling. I remember that you know, with, with my ex-wife's situation, driving home from the hospital not knowing if she was going to make it through the night. Yeah. And I think that adds on... You know, we, we oftentimes think about, you know, in the work that we do, we think about it's the veteran who is has attempted to take mm-hmm. their life, and we focus on the caregiver. You know, in this case, you're the first responder yeah. who's had the spouse make an attempt. Right. And so on top of the stresses and the trauma that you've seen within your own job, now you have mm-hmm. this on top of that. Right. Which is a huge, huge effect. You know, you know, you go to work and you deal with things at work and then you come home. That's usually your safe environment. And then you have almost scarier situation at home sometimes. Right. And that adds a lot of stress and a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of things. You know, that day, just thinking as we're talking, um, when uh, the Elmore County uh, officer said, are you okay? And head back and actually took off and uh, um, let me ride my motorcycle. I am still amazed that I made it back at the... <laughs> The way I rode was terrible, but I, I could hardly see just the crying and the confusion and the not knowing, is she dead? Is she alive? What am I getting to? I need to hurry up and get there. Um, and there was this vehicle that I locked onto the back of, this this Jeep. I still remember actually pretty well the license plate, what it was. And I rode so close to those people for probably 45 minutes or an hour. And it absolutely saved my life because I just couldn't focus on the road. Otherwise, I just got in the back of this. I pulled up next to him at the stop sign, the first one we got to, and said, I'm so sorry for tailgating you. I, forgive me. I, you know, I had a family emergency, and I just need to make it back to the highway. I just need to get out of here. And yeah. they said, stay on the back of us. That's awesome. And for another 45 minutes. That's the they, first time I've heard that part of the story. They guided me out of there. You know, I just, I could not focus. I couldn't do anything. And, you know, sometimes um, it's cool to see just people stand up and step up and just help in the smallest way that is so big. Those people had no idea how helpful they were right. on that day. And so, um, and I think that's kind of a, a Neptune in, in, you know, a little microcosm almost, you know, you just step into people's lives into, you know, people's situations. You don't know what you're helping or how you're helping necessarily. You're just there. You just exist and, um, don't realize the, the depth of what you're providing all the time to, right. to individuals. So it's, it's interesting how, how the tribe has, has come together and, you know, we can be on a dive site and things will come up, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not, it's not that, that that happens every time, but it's just, it's one of those things that, that does, you know, that does take place. What, how have you found the Neptune community to be helpful for you? You know, that again, we've talked before about some of this and it's just, it's amazing when I think about Neptune, how the depth of what it provides, you know, um, it provides uh, a community for one, you know, especially out of the water, in the water, whatever. There's a community and a support group and people that identify and people that understand. That's just absolutely awesome. There's fun with that. It's not just the, you know, the, hey, let's get together. We're all, you know, we're all broken and messed up. This yeah. is horrible. We actually 
talk, what's, but it's it's actually a lot of fun. Yeah. Great community, great. There's doctrine. actually very spend. few of those conversations that yeah. take place in a big open environment. Yeah. The, it, it's kind of the gateway for yeah. one-off conversations. But we're comfortable to have them. Yeah, right. It provides that environment when you need to have them, which is right. awesome. Um, so community is huge. Got you know you mentioned as a, as a tribe quite often. It really is that you have you know all of our members are people, and it's so much more than just a get together gathering group friends. There's a there's more of a depth to it than than that. Um, it provides a peace with Neptune. You know um, you can go dive anywhere. Um, we do dive anywhere, <laughs> but and, anywhere and everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. But um, just through Neptune, I found the scuba diving. And getting down, you know, for some reason there's that 40 foot range. I love being down at 40 feet. Um, just, you know, dive solo some and just that solo at 40, just the quiet, the still, the peace. Um, it is just one of my, it's my favorite place to be. And just, you know, found that through Neptune. Um, also, I do a lot of, you know, I guess it's just opened up so many different avenues in Neptune. Um, you know, you talked to, you know, about the vintage before and the right. vintage gear. And that's my other huge passion is doing all of that um, and sharing all the vintage scuba gear with other people. You know, I'm scheduling right now with a couple other Neptune people to get together and mess with some vintage gear and did some uh, a couple months back. And so it's been, I don't know, just all things scuba, all things relational. You know, we, we have the get together outside where, you know, Hey, show up Let's at my house and pit, we just yeah. hang out and sit by the pit or come over. And so it's just, uh, so, you know, going into to the vintage gear, Matt loves vintage gear, not, not because he can't afford new gear and just buys <laughs> old crappy stuff at garage sales that, you know, you know, when people put an ad on Craigslist and sit and, invite you to buy it but they're not responsible for you drowning yourself <laughs> that's usually the stuff that matt's buying i've made it so far you know i, I had an opportunity to work with you on double hose mm -hmm. you know because that was something that was new to you and and learning some of the nuances of you know it it, it does function differently you it know does. vintage gear does function yeah. qu quite quite differently how has that made a difference in either your attitude towards diving or is there a metaphor you can take out of that that you apply to other things you know, learning, you know, learning to dive the vintage gear. I love the, the vintage gear on so many levels. I just love the quality of it. I love the, um, I can, I, what it comes down to metaphor, I think is, um, it takes that broken, beat up old piece of trash that someone wants to get rid of the garage sale that was once their prized possession. And now it's, you know, Hey, give me five bucks for it. Right. And you take this broken thing that no one would in the right mind dive and you take it, you put some time into it, you put some love into it, you put some care into it and you make it usable again and you make it better and you make it, um, you know, maybe better than it was new and you get it dialed in and you get it tuned in and um, it's that restorative process and that's Neptune also. And right. it's that restorative process. You take people where they are and help them, you know, and you take that broken and you maybe, you know, it's a little bit different. It's not a perfect metaphor because it's, you know, we aren't going to fix everybody that comes along, right? but it's taking that broken. And, um, well, I think it's giving them opportunities, yeah. whether it's through us or, or other venues to find a way to, uh, to do healing. Yeah. But, I, but I think it's a, I actually think it's a really good metaphor. Yeah. Uh, you know, as, as, as we move forward, you know, we've talked about fear in the past and, I know that you're, you know, that you have not been a big shark guy. You know, we've got Alina who loves sharks. <laughs> Whatever side of the universe she is on with loving sharks, <laughs> you're on that opposite end. And so I know that you're going to be taking a trip with, with Chad pretty, pretty mm -hmm. soon here. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. 
You know, it's not a hate. Well, I can't say it's not a hate sharks. I just didn't. I just really didn't like sharks. Right. And I think just growing up with you know Shark Week and things and stuff, and you know, I spent some time in the ocean as a kid and always had the parent that was, you know, don't go out too deep. You're gonna get eaten by sharks. And then you watch Jaws, and I remember hiding behind the couch as a kid with Jaws and like I'm not having any of that. Right. And um, so yeah, just never a fan of sharks. And Chad, uh, you mentioned Chad was um, actually a a counselor and um, just kind of randomly picked him out of a list when everything happened to my wife and he said hey come on over and come on along and um, that started a whole nother journey as well um, and scuba journey that I didn't anticipate at the time um, Chad wasn't a diver I wasn't a diver right and he was actually just we were talking about um, one day just different perspectives and different things and somehow he got onto his bucket list and he said you know the absolute top thing on my bucket list is i i want to learn to dive i want to get my certifications then i want to go to africa and i want to dive with great whites and i said that is so stupid <laughs> you know i get the i get the scuba dive thing and i get the you know the diving but sharks nope and great whites no way that is i that is the most stupid thing you could imagine yeah and so uh, he challenged me that night. He said, okay, your homework for the week is that I want you to figure out why. And, um, you know, I had a pretty, pretty good idea of why already. I said, no, I want you to really think about it. I want you to think about why. And the bigger think about why and the think about what was difference of perspective. And what he was looking for with this is this is something that I hated and something that he thought was the greatest thing he could ever do. Right. And it was an exercise in perspectives. And it really came down to my perspective of my wife and what she was struggling with and where I was and that understanding and um you know an understanding and an empathy and a perspective of wow why is it this way you know why how can this person be over here and i'm entirely in this other side um over here and it, the whole shark thing has come up quite a few times during our our counseling and water and things and um like you he's very much into water and what that means as far as um the mental health and the walk that we're on and, and different things. So he brings right. a lot of water into that as you do, but also he is um, like you into suicide prevention and very, very big has a huge um, walk that he does in different events and organization things that he does with suicide prevention. So um, it was funny once I got my um, introductory to diving, I remember walking in and saying, Hey, look what I got. And it wasn't very long later that he started diving and then he ended up crossing over. He, he was actually yeah. one of my, uh, my advanced students. Right. We went out to, to Wendover with us. And so it was interesting. We started, ended up getting these dives together, and it was a little awkward at first. This, oh, you're the counselor, and I'm the counselee, and we're not supposed to, you know, do this. And it got to the point of, hey, we're just going to go dive. Right. And um, ended up having some great dives together and good conversations and things. And um, so, he, so he where, moved. Yeah, okay, yeah. So where, where are you at now with, with sharks? I mean, you know, so, I, I kind of went through that process of just you know, being okay, being, you know, they're interesting and, you know, but Chad moved and then started doing a lot of dives and then started doing a lot of dives with sharks. And he would send me these pictures and these things. And we'd just talk in this process. And it was interesting. I realized over time, wow, that's a really cool animal. And that's a cool creature. And, um, started seeing a little bit more and more of the sharks. And a couple months ago, he sent, uh, this just really cool pictures of these, of these sharks that he was diving with these reef sharks. And uh, there was this old beat up shark, and again, it was just talking more of our analogies and the beauty and the scars and the things and um, just really admired this shark. Um, and, you know, just a month ago, he uh, said, hey, you're going to be jealous of my next trip coming up. 
And I said, oh, what are you, what are you doing? He said, I'm diving with sharks. And instantly I thought he was, okay, he's doing, he's doing his uh, great white dive. And I could feel this just kind of sadness, depression, disappointment, whatever kind of washed over me that, oh, shoot, he's doing that. And it was, you know, it really comes down to it was a jealousy thing. And he said, I said, well, what are you doing? And he said, oh, I'm going here and I'm doing this and I'm doing this other dive. And it was an entirely different dive. And I felt this relief that, oh, he's not doing it. And um, so it was funny. I actually ended up talking with him about it and said, hey, you know, it came to the point. I was actually a little bit jealous. I thought you were going to tell me you're diving with great whites. And I was actually jealous this time that you were going to do it. And I wasn't. Right. And he said, well, that's it. We're booking our trip. We're going to go dive with great whites. So we ended up uh, booking our trip. So we're booked to go um, to Mexico, actually, later this year to do some great white diving. And I am so excited about it. It's crazy. Just, again, change of perspective. You know, exactly. you're in one place. Now, and I mean, did you have any idea three or four years ago that you would have even dreamed or even thought about booking a trip to Mexico? <laughs> I wouldn't have dreamed that I was scuba diving, let alone when <laughs> go dive with... Um, great whites and excited about it, yeah. you know? No, I wouldn't have ever, no way I would have ever thought that. Um, so it's kind of funny how the how life goes and how those... What, what are some ways that, that your skills have grown? Because I know that, you know, we've taken you through rescue. You're now mm-hmm. working on master. Yep. Uh, you're definitely in the queue for, for Badass Diver. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think you've done quite a few... In fact, I know that you've done quite a few of the underwater diving challenges. I think all of them. I, you know, I, remember, I remember watching you step off a diving board yeah. with, with gear on, yeah. you know, a high dive with gear mm-hmm. on and things like that. What out of that UDC, or what has the UDC provided for you as a diver? The, well, the, the, a lot of the UDC stuff is um, the ultimate diver challenge right. with that are you know the events that we, we hold. I'm, I'm assuming most people on here that are listening are familiar with them at some level. We're actually going to do, do a later podcast. Are about, you really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, UDCs provide a challenge, just a mental challenge, or some stuff that initially it's just a mental take that regulator out of your mouth, put that regulator in your mouth, stop, pause, think. Things aren't which, doing what they're supposed to be doing. Which is a basic doing. skill it is. that <laughs> divers later on in their career just forget about doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, especially early on, I started with UDCs pretty early. Um, I think as soon as I was certified within, a, you know, the next week, I think I started doing Actually, that. your first one, I guided you on because you weren't certified. I was wondering. Yet. I thought that in the back of my mind. Yeah. Just now, I thought, I might not have no, actually yeah, been no, certified on the first one. I actually you on. I you did take you me. On. I remember you taking me on one. I was and thinking I, it was that later. And so. I think in that one, we did like the three-legged race. And we yep. did, uh, I, don't, I don't remember if that one, we we, we did. floated the, the, the soda bottles as a lift bag. We did that, um, but it was just... Uh, we did bottles, but it was something different. We didn't leave them capped them that time, I think, instead of the empty, where the right. empty is quite a bit more of a challenge. Um, I remember that one. I swam actually with Matlock, and it was the challenge on that one was the T-shirt exchange, was pulling the, the suit, putting the T-shirt on, and I had all of my weight in my um, BCD. And so I was just headed to the top with my, with my <laughs> wetsuit on. It was just instantly that... Oh, good. I have to, you know, I have to balance myself equally. I have to have on me and in my BCD an right. equal amount. Especially right. enough. Diving. Yes. And I think you're now diving. Are you now diving dry suits? I am diving dry. Yeah. So that's, yeah, yeah. you know, that's yeah. a, that's a great skill for, uh, yeah. for that. But learning those basic skills and those things and putting yourself in odd situations to where you get comfortable with being out of yourself. You learn how to weight differently. You learn how to balance differently. You learn how to lose a fin. You learn how to improvise so many things when it comes up. It's not a big deal. So when something happens, 
it, it, to take my BCD off isn't, isn't a big deal at all. You know, I, I talked to a guy, I uh, bought some tanks from early on, just after we had done one of those, he's like, oh, I wish I had done these. He got, you know, caught himself on a branch in a river back east and sat there for 45 minutes trying to figure out what to do. Yeah. And didn't just take his gear off and surface. Because it wasn't natural, even though it you've was, been taught that. Yeah. And he said, you know, I was 30 feet down and I didn't know what to do. And I had this stuff. And I'm at 30 feet. That's nothing. We can, you know, that's nothing to surface from 30 feet. Um, and it's, uh, you know, just he was stuck. And it was that last minute. I, I'm down to nothing. I, I have to get out and go. Where for us, it's uh, you get out and you pull it apart, you put it back together and you continue your dive. Right. And so just a different perspective, but the UDCs provide a confidence and an opportunity and a protected environment to challenge yourself and not just yourself, but with a partner to learn to work through things right. with a partner. I think that's the coolest thing is you work through it with your buddy. So for, so for you, where have you been able to transition like the UDC mm-hmm. into the non-scuba world? into the non-scuba world, man, you know, I think it's just anything we do. There's those challenges that we face, those things that come up against us, those, you know, um, situations that we face. And you look for the, the, the kernel to learn in that situation. You know, whether it's something at work, you have a use of force and you think, Hey, what do I, what do I take from this? How do I improve for this next time? How do I, um, make this better? Um, you know, um, I think it's just a practice that I, I try to implement as everything in life. When I come up against something, I process that I think about it and how can I, how can I use this next time and do better next time? It's been fun watching your daughter learn how to dive. <laughs> that course, has been, of course, I've, you know, I had the opportunity to, to take her diving and, and then to certify her. What's, what's that relationship been like with having her and, and Neptune and watching her grow and then also use diving as a metaphor for other things in life. Yeah. Um, the diving has been so fun with her uh, on so many levels. I look for things to do with my kids. I try to have a good relationship, at least from what I can see. That's what they tell me anyways. <laughs> um, um, and with my wife, by the way. We didn't come back. I love my wife dearly. It's been, a, it's been a process, but it's been very good and a very healing process. And it's been awesome to go through. Um, but with my daughter... Um, she started just coming to some Neptune events and getting a little more involved and did some, you know, an introductory dive with you, did an introductory dive with John and she was hooked and started diving more and more, did a little bit of the pool work and started doing these other things. And it was so fun to get together with her on Thursdays and Sundays and, hey, let's go do our stuff. And, you know, we got her gear. She shows up here on Friday night to sit by the pit without, without you. Me. <laughs> yeah, she'll show up without yeah. you now. And that was the first thing that was kind of an odd Wow, this is this is odd. Is you know, you got to her um, certification dive, and going out of state, and going a couple states over, and to go, you know, it's winter time, and um, you know, we go to the Blue Lakes. It's nice and warm, and she left without me, and it was weird to kind of turn her over to all these people that I trusted. Start, trusted who did she go down with, John? Okay, yeah, she John went there. Yeah, and so she went down with them, and so it was so. I don't know. It was it was nice to have my daughter. It was the first time she was really away from us, going right. out of state, doing anything like that. And um, she's with a safe pretty group. Awesome, safe her. group that took care of her. And she had a great time, and so it was um, nice. And that's that family. That's that community. That you know what? You can take my child, and I trust you entirely. Taking my child scuba diving, and you know, doing a inherently dangerous activity right. and thing and but um hey i trust you guys and you guys have it and she has just flourished in the diving she is so fun to dive with and just um has engaged neptune like you said she started coming to neptune on her own um it's odd sometimes i've shown up after work and she's already here exactly <laughs> engaged with people and things and so neptune has become her people 
and not just my people. And it's kind of cool that we have Neptune together, but she and I both also have Neptune separately. It means different things to right. each of us. And so that's been, that's been really awesome. I remember working, I mean, I, I love working with her in the pool. I remember we were working with her in the pool at Napa Rec Center mm-hmm. one night. And we're actually doing the bottle drill where you have to take a, take a soda bottle and take your regulator off and then breathe into that little tiny orifice uh, of the of the bottle of the or the opening of the of the scuba bottle mm-hmm. to get to float, and then just seeing the learning click for as we bring the bottle back down and you know and just yeah. just all that kind of kind of stuff with her. So uh, very quickly, I know that we've got a scholarship that's out for any former marine that's also into law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we have somebody? I found one. I found a few. I didn't know we had so many that existed initially. It was a struggle to find someone, then they just started popping up and. Um, I had actually gone to my captain and said, hey, I need a list of Marines, now deputies, um, who do we have? And he gave me this list and um, I turned around to leave the office and one of them was, was right, right there, there. Yeah. right there. And I said, okay, <laughs> he's usually elsewhere and he was right there and I said, okay, hey, uh, what do you think? And he said, oh, that would be so awesome. I've always wanted to dive uh, he said you know when he was overseas he set up a lot of trips for other people to go do it and get certified he said you know i helped get people organized to do it never had opportunity to do it myself J- jeff owen our so. marine who uh who's the one who's who's actually given that scholarship will be glad to hear about that because i think we've waited three years now mm-hmm. uh to give that scholarship away so we'll get yeah. we'll get him started so matt what's what's next for you as we as we wrap up here what's what's next out there for you uh with with uh Diving, hopefully um, finish up the master diver and the dive master and yep. go from there. Hoping to start working with you uh, on that a little bit more here. And um, Neptune, see where it takes us and see where it goes. Looking forward to see what happens in Neptune in this next year. COVID kind of getting behind us a little more now. Yeah. Uh, I think we're going to see the organization change um, and I think great things ahead. So so Matt's also responsible for making sure our pool got, up, got put up last year by building a base for it out of road mix and tons of sand and uh, like that. It was fun watching <laughs> and a lot of time. Uh, what, what he may not realize is, well, actually I think you do realize cause you guys have stepped it off is that we're putting in a larger yeah. above ground pool. So he'll, he'll get started on that as uh, soon as we get some other projects wrapped up. So Matt, thank you for coming on and thank you for having me. Any, any last minute thoughts before we cut out of here? And- Thanks for what you're doing. Thanks for those that are listening and your involvement and what you're doing and what you mean to me. I know a lot of my group is uh, listening right now and people that are kind of hearing this for the first time for some of you and um, some others, not so much, but I just thank you guys for the support and being who you are. And um, thanks for being here for me and want you to know that I'm here for you. Cool. Thanks, Matt. So once again, I'd like to thank Matt for coming on and sharing his story. Understand it is a very difficult story to tell. We can all be placed into a very unique position of having to care for someone that has attempted suicide. And as I said earlier in the interview, a lot of times it's our veteran or our first responder is one who's made the suicide attempt. And then it's up to the, the caretaker being the caretaker can be a very a very lonely position. And in Matt's case, as well as a few others of us, uh, we've all been in that position where 
you know, where we've been the person that maybe this program was, was designed for initially and find ourselves in that caretaker position. But that's also why we've been very, very uh, purposeful in making sure that we do include spouses and we do include direct family members uh, as well as, as, as well as anyone else who might be a caretaker. Guys, thank you again for listening to this podcast. Make sure that you go out there and check us out. Please subscribe. Give us a five-star rating and help us uh, make sure that we get this message out to other veterans. Remember that 90% of your problems underwater can be resolved as long as you've got air. So as we say every time, as long as you've got air, you are all right.